Today on Seeking Wisdom, what's up? We're gonna talk about some of the unconventional things. Unconventional what? things. Uh, what are you talking about? The unconventional there things. Is. There it is. That we have done. Yeah. To grow drift. Secrets. Secrets. Damn. We're gonna give out some secrets. I told this guy no more secrets. I have a list. Yeah, and then I got Elias now, who's been on the podcast once, and he thinks you know whatever. <laughs> He's tweeting out secrets left and right left now. And right. He's a he's, new man. He uses social media ever since he's, he's been on now. this podcast. He's a guru. I know. I love it. He discovered Twitter after this podcast. Incredible. He got like six Instagram followers from this show. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, think he blew up a little bit. Well. Uh, all right. So I have a list of things that I wanted to that I wanted to go through. Yeah. But I want to see if maybe you can beat me to the punch. Do you have something off the top of your head? What's one? What's one? Steal, steal my thunder and my. I have no idea what he's got written, written now, down. What, what's one of the unconventional things that you think that we've done to, to grow so far? Hmm. I think that, you know, just one is this podcast, betting on this podcast, mm-hmm. betting on video, betting mm-hmm. on our conference, betting yeah. on a whole bunch of stuff like that is unconventional. I'd say number one, though, is that we killed our forms, right? That was from the very beginning and set our content free. Amen. I hope that's on the list. It's on the list. It's right. on the list. I actually bucketed that. Uh, there's a couple of different ways I bucketed that. But I think the number one thing is like is the focus on there's two things. Number one is brand. Yeah. So that's the focus on brand. That is the podcast. Mm-hmm. That is content. Mm-hmm. That is video. Yeah. That is throwing a conference with a thousand people in the first year. Yeah. It's all those things. Okay. I th- now I have one. Okay. What? I have a better one. What? So I think the most unconventional thing we've done to grow this is to have this approach from day one that we are going to scale this one person at a time. Ooh. One community member at a time, one fan at a time. What do we call that? Uh, one on hand on hand to hand combat. Never fails. I think weekly you have to remind me of this, yeah, even though it works. And I think I think it, it, it works every time. It's yeah. worked to get thousands of businesses she, using she drift. Yes. She knows she's, she's doing, doing hand, it right now. She's hand sending combat. She's sending hand to hand combat. The number one thing, and I can't wait to write this story after hypergrowth. Yep. Uh, talk about how we got a thousand people to our first conference. Mm-hmm. It's all going to be about hand to hand combat. One the, person the at a time. The highest leverage thing that we've done yeah. is actually do research, yep. see who might be interested in going, mm-hmm. reach out individually, whether yep. it was from Danielle, whether it was from me, whether yeah. it was from you, and mm-hmm. move tickets that way. There hasn't been one magic email that we've sent that's sold hundreds of tickets. Totally. You know, nobody's just waking up, comes to the website, and buys. It's yep. been the hand to hand combat. And by the way, DHD's conversion rate. Crushing ours. Thirty-six percent, skyrocket. I know. Check I don't, your. I don't want to disclose mine. Check your it's, outbound. It's not that level. Check your outbound game and and rethink it. Thirty-six percent DHD. So so hand to hand combat is one. Uh, brand is another. Mm-hmm. You know the whole like. Uh, this is something that I've I've been telling more people about now. Yeah. The emotional moat thing. Damn I think, man. I think when you tell them that. I think when you tell them that. Secret we can give that one away because okay. this one's too damn hard. Okay. You can't fake it. Got it. Right? right. If you suck at video, mm-hmm. if you turn the camera around and you're not good at it, if yep. you're not good at this podcast, nope. people aren't going to listen. Amen. So it's hard. Uh, so what's the emotional moat? The emotional moat is like, is the whole, is this, right? No. The emotional moat is like, there's so much competition. Mm-hmm. My favorite example is because we're in the software, uh, sales and marketing software space is uh, there's that chart, the eye chart from Scott Brinker from MarTech yep. with thousands up, of vendors. What's mm-hmm. up, Scott? 
should have had me speak, but it's okay. That's we'll right. talk That's about right. it next year. We need that. Next we year. need, that, we need that chip on the shoulder. We need it to fuel. Um, is that eye chart with thousands and thousands and thousands of vendors on it. Yeah. And so on the surface, how the hell are we going to compete in that world, mm-hmm. right? If mm-hmm. we came out with a feature checklist that said we can do X, Y, and Z. Forget about is it. That, and, and the problem is even if we are right, mm-hmm. even if we do really do that, yeah. people are so skeptical today. Totally. Because we live in the world of get rich quick, yep. right? Four-hour work week. So if I tell sure, you that. Five-minute abs. Five-minute abs. I'm still working on the five-minute abs. Me too. Yeah, Me too. It's not coming. It, if it's I tell coming. you that we are better in X area, nobody believes it. Yeah. So yeah. the only way is to reverse engineer it and say, let's get you in through this podcast. Mm-hmm. Let's get you in through video. Let's get you in through our blog. Yep. Let's get you at the conference and say, uh-huh. you know what? When I am ready to buy, these are the people I'm going to go buy from. Because they got my back. They got my back. All right. A um, couple other things. The, yes. Talk about why uh, why we positioned our product the way we did as far as free free versus paid. Hmm. Interesting. So we... the. So we came out initially April 2016 is when we went to market. We came out with a freemium product and we wanted to do a couple things. One, we wanted to take um, price off the table, right? We wanted to spread and uh, we wanted to see if people had found value in what we were doing. So we put it out there, right? And, uh, and then we, so we took down that first barrier of between uh, the person with getting our content, getting information, and learning what we were doing because we took away forms. Yep. Then we took away the second barrier, which is price, yep. right? And we got people using the product. And then uh, what we wanted to do was, instead of charging people up front, what we wanted to do was, like, let's show people that it's useful mm. and that they're successful with it and only then price per, for the value that we're bringing to them. And mm-hmm. that's how we try to align our price right now with the value that we're delivering over-delivering by the way. Way over-delivering. Way over-delivering. Yeah. People are looking at these numbers. They're like, you're way over What? This is too cheap. I was at a company this morning, one of our customers, uh-huh. and uh, in, in front of a room Big, of... Is it a small company? Uh, public, co- public company. Oh, public, publicly pub- traded oh, okay, company. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, there's a room. Uh, they asked me to speak at their marketing kickoff, yeah. their marketing offsite. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You? They, yeah, I don't know why. Did they know you? I don't know. They must listen to the podcast. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Okay. Shout out to Worcester. Yeah. Um, they generated, they have generated in a month, month of using Drift, 600K in, <laughs> in pipeline. U.S. dollars? So, so I couldn't even U.S. Help, currency? I couldn't even help myself. So, so when they told me that, yeah. I said, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm not going to tell everybody what you guys pay for Drift right now. A couple of you in this room know. Yeah. I can tell you it's damn near not close to 600K a month. That's in one month. <laughs> Come on now. So, yeah. That's so, the kind of value So there's the value. There's the value. But Way too cheap. Hashtag too cheap. Did you think that... So right now, so outside of brand, yep. freemium, yep. the virality that we mm-hmm. get from Drift is our number one marketing channel. Yep. Did you think that that was going to happen? Was that a bet? We, that was just a bet we had. We were just trying to see if it was possible, if we had this freemium approach, would that drive usage and referrals? And it turns out that it did, yeah. right? Directly and indirectly. And so that is a big lever for us. And. Uh, I don't think we thought this at the time, but the combination of a strong brand yeah. plus free, mm-hmm. like we thought of them separately, but now I think we see the power of them together yep. because what happens is people might read the blog, watch a video, go to the, mm-hmm. uh, listen to a podcast, then they happen to be browsing yep. on the internet and mm-hmm. see Powered by Drift. Totally. And they're like, oh yeah, that's them, right? Yep. That's the thing that's really hard on an attribution model perspective. And we felt that pretty early on when we went to market with the freemium approach. We had people coming in who wanted to go straight to buying Drift. And when you would ask them why, they'd say, oh, Drift is everywhere. And it's like, everywhere. And it's like, like what? Well, it's, it is? Is yeah. it everywhere? Uh, and, uh, and it just it happened to be in the 
the, the apps that they use every day. Yep. And so it kind of reinforced every day that Drift was everywhere, was surrounding them. And so they wanted that capability on their own site. I love it. And around the they same... Want, I think they wanted a virtual assistant for their website. So I they came to Drift. Somebody said it's like rocket fuel for your sales funnel. Uh-huh. That's pretty that's, good. That's pretty good. <laughs> rocket fuel. Uh, another thing that we did more tactically is mm-hmm. we didn't choke the funnel. Yep. Right? You talk to so many companies, founders, startups, mm-hmm. um, entrepreneurs... One of the big mistakes that they make is mm-hmm. that before they even have a single lead or a single customer, mm-hmm. they're worrying about attribution yep. or optimizing this or the mm-hmm. workflow Tracking. for that. And we made a conscious decision to open up the top of the funnel yep. as wide as possible. Mm-hmm. I remember an exchange with you that I was like, all right, so now we got all these leads. Um, what should, we, should we be nurturing them? How do you want to build out these workflows? Yeah. And you're like, you don't remember what you said, do you? No. Can you guess what your answer was? Who cares? You, who cares? You said the best nurture is pick up the damn phone and talk to them, right? <laughs> and that's that a DC a, bomb that right there. That is a DC bomb. And that, I was like, that, okay. I can, that I said for sure. You definitely said it for sure. Yeah. And I said, okay, yeah. cross it off my list. I'm not, yeah. We're not going to do it. He's like, how do I model this? We're going to talk to everybody. Here's we had, how. We had, do they buy? Yes, court, no? Yeah. No? They, okay, yes. All right. Okay. That's, sure. It's modeled now. Now we know. Yeah. We talked to everybody. Mm-hmm. And talking to everybody was super influential yeah. in getting us here. Along the same lines of talking to everybody, yeah. we had every single person in the company do customer support. Yep. We still do. We still do. Yeah. And that's something that's like in your DNA. That's a core mm-hmm. belief. We'll never get rid of that. Right? Ever. No. Always. We have to be close to the customer. We have to feel what it's like on the other end and, uh, and to deal with our customers and prospects and leads. So that's a core tenant. We're building, we're starting at the customer and we're building outward. Mm. And that's how we approach building software. And that's our way, that's our religion. So that will never go away. Yeah. And so I think the the way that we, I think when you talk about talking to customers, that's a very like buzzwordy thing. And yep. people are like, I have to block off four hours on Tuesday to go drive <laughs> out to Waltham to go yeah. to talk to some customer. Yep. And I think the way that we hack that mm-hmm. is we just had everybody drift. on drift. Yep. And we said, great. Your uh, DG, your shift is from nine to one yep. or, or nine to eleven on mm-hmm. on Tuesdays, mm-hmm. and you deal with it. Yeah, and it started to feel the pain. Oh my God, we got to fix this. Yeah. Oh, you don't know you that blog post doesn't make sense because yep. you wrote in from Drift on that. Mm-hmm. So I think that was something that was like in our DNA now. Yeah, and every that new hire, loop, right? It teaches everyone the importance of the real time feedback loop. Uh, with the customer and taking that, doing something with it, and then seeing the response when we did fix something or when we did clarify a blog post, right? You yeah. see it immediately. And you feel it firsthand. You oh, sit yeah. next to the engineer who's like, I know every Tuesday I'm on this this support shift. Yeah. And every Tuesday people ask the same three questions. Yep. I'm going to be the one at the next meeting like, hey. I fixed that. Are we going to fix this damn thing? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Um, and same thing. They come back to my way. They say, DG, nobody knows that we have a Salesforce integration on the website. And mm-hmm. I'm like, DG, nobody. So then I can go and <laughs> fix it. have never heard that before Never either. heard it. <laughs> All right. Last one. Yeah. This is something I'm passionate about. Um, What's that? You and Elias, when you started Drift, you made a conscious decision to start marketing before you started selling. Mm. And that's mm-hmm. a pet peeve of mine because you, you talk to a lot of people early stage and they're like, Oh, we're not doing marketing yet. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, later. we're in stealth mode. We don't have a website up yet. Like seasoning. We'll yeah. Put it on top. But that was that's a fundamental belief that I think that yeah, I think you have. Yeah, because you got to start by building the community. One, you got to test the message, see if anyone cares, build a community. And then once you have the community, the community can help you back to the customer-driven way. The community can help you shape and define what the product is mm. and the problems are. Do you remember what we did? How we started it? Yeah. No. 
You don't what remember do you mean? how we started everything? What did we do? Like, do you remember what the tactic was that we used before we really had, like how we built that community first? Uh, we started by blog, blogging, yeah. right? It was the first wedge, the first yeah. wedge that we thought was product marketing. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. Back in the day. Mm-hmm. And so we started blogging. We created a Slack group. We created this community. We brought in a bunch of people from that community yeah. and we started to learn from them. It's actually still, if you Google if you Google the term product marketing, we have the number one spot yeah. for that. From this deck that we made, what mm-hmm. is product marketing? Yep. We had no, there was no product. You could buy from us for sure, but you couldn't go to the website, click login, click sign up. We hadn't built that stuff nope. out yet. Nope. But we started to build this community of marketing people who are like, I'm not really sure what, what, you know, what the product is yet, but I like the blog. Yeah. I'm on their email list. Yeah. And we had this audience primed for when we were ready, when we did go to market in, in April yeah. that, that year, we said, hey. We have this community. And we, we did that because product marketing, because we were, we thought the best entry point into a company was either through marketing and sales or through product mm. slash engineering. And product marketing was this kind of hybrid approach. And so that's how we started. It led us more towards traditional marketing and sales than product marketing, but that's still part of our uh, community. Yeah, and, and it's morphed, but I think the lesson from it is like, you just go. Yep. Just go and start creating something and mm-hmm. creating an audience because yep. you're never going to wait for that perfect, no. that perfect opportunity. And that audience helps shape where we are today. Right, so there's a direct like line from like starting there to where we are today. So there was no mistake, right? It was part of the path. They helped us refine our pitch, refine our product, and yeah. refine the problems that we fixed. I mean, and and that's like the most the most valuable thing that we did in the early days is like, uh, I remember I I sent the emails out like yep. literally reply to every single person mm-hmm. uh, who replied to me. Remember those days? Because I say I can't do it anymore. I told DC. I told <laughs> you DC. Used to tell me I'm gonna reply to no, everyone. I'm gonna reply to everybody. Here's my email. I can't do it. No, I'm out. You're finally out. I'm out. Oh man! But that was super important because people would people are so willing to talk to you. Yes. And so it wouldn't just be hey thanks for this article. Be like by the way how'd you find out about us? Yeah, reply to this email. Oh, and what company are you at? Oh, yeah. what role are you in? And then mm-hmm. they're saying oh and what pain? What's your biggest pain? And yeah. so it becomes it all comes back to conversations with people, mm-hmm. which has now gotten us to where where we are in sales and marketing. What's the, and what's that? The leading conversation-driven marketing and sales platform in the world? Drift.com. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's right. <laughs> this show, this podcast is actually sponsored. Uh, by the leading by conversation-driven sales and marketing platform in the world. That has a nice Drift. ring to it. Uh-huh. That has a nice flows, ring to right? it. Yeah. We should get out there and do some more speaking and Let's do and it. PR. Let's get out there. So don't forget to leave that six-star rating. Only. We're going to break Apple. We're breaking the man. Mm. We're breaking them down. Maybe now that you give them their due and call them Apple Podcasts, that yes. they'll be nicer to us. That's right. And feature us, A, uh-huh. and B, unlock the sixth Star, star. Yeah. only for our podcast. At some point in time, they got to be like, this five is getting boring. Yeah, Let's yeah. give them the six. Let's go. This is like going to volume 11, right? Not just 10. We go to 11. Six stars. Leave some feedback for DG. Mm. Uh, look at his Instagram stories. The shattered. man is dying. He's shattered. Annie weighs about one pound, two ounces. Crushing this man. Broken me. Broke this man. So leave some sympathy for him. Some Thank fatherly you. advice. Thank you. Ask Amy and DHD what's up. Some wise words. And ask them where ask them where you should hang out and go out to dinner when you come to Boston September 25th for hypergrowth. Ha- promo code seeking wisdom. You become really a poet with the outros. Woo, all let's do it. The dots. Yeah, my right. specialty now is outros. I love it. Peace. See ya.